Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. It's hard to believe that we're coming to the end of season three of the Recover Your Soul podcast. And in December, I want to play for you some of the bonus episodes that were for Apple Podcast subscribers and Patreon members. This particular episode is called Relieve Me of the Bondage of Self. And these are words taken from the third step in AA and Al-Anon's 12 steps. This has been a profound part of my life of really seeing that part of me that is bound by what I think my self-identity is, by my need to control my feelings of responsibility of other people's lives. These are those parts of me that have a bondage and soul recovery has allowed me to let so much of that go. This episode originally aired in September, and I hope you enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. You know, I've done a lot of episodes at this point, and so I know that a lot of this is starting to be a turn where maybe you've heard something in one way, but then it'll be in a different way. And in all the spiritual teachings that I am studying, I find that I'm not saying anything new or different that hasn't already been said by somebody. It's hearing it from the perspective or the person or the timing or whatever it is that really is higher power bringing it to you in your time, in your time. So it's funny to sit and try to decide what you guys want to hear, what to think about. 
And oftentimes what comes to me is just a single line that is given to me by higher power to expound upon. And the word that was given to me, the line that was given to me in this past week was, relieve me of my bondage of self. Those words are so powerful to me, taken from the third step prayer. Relieve me of the bondage of self. So that's what we're going to dig into today. When I first heard those words the first time I went through recovery, they didn't hit me like they do now. And even four and a half years into sobriety, spiritual sobriety, physical sobriety, emotional sobriety, those words become more and more profound to me all the time. And I think what gifted words they were back when the big book was written. And the whole third step prayer is really profound just as it is. God, I offer myself to you to build with me, to build with me and do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do your will. Take away my difficulties so that victory over them can bear witness to those I can help with thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. But today I really want to lean on that bondage of self because even today for me, you know, my mind is so much more peaceful. My life is so much more peaceful. Rich just this morning was saying to me how grateful he was that I've been able to maintain my happiness, that that was helpful to him while he's been going through this hard time of his finger amputation, partial amputation, and how that was just really hard for him. And if you listen to the episode where he talks about that, you feel the enormity of this life-changing event. Of course, he's going to be fine. Of course, everything is moving forward. But We need to allow our emotions. We need to allow ourselves to actually feel what's going on. And I was able, because I've been doing this work, to allow him to have his own experience and not have it affect deeply my ability to maintain my happiness. And part of that is because I'm doing this work of relieve me of my bondage of self this need for everything around me to be a certain way for me to feel comfortable and happy. Now that he is mostly recovered and he's just learning how to use it and it's gaining strength and getting less sensitive and the nerve endings are growing back and, you know, he's able to do his things again. He's back to drumming. He went whitewater stand-up paddleboarding last weekend and did his thing. And you can feel his confidence starting to come back. But that's not about me. That's about him. And this bondage of self piece is so huge because it reflects in so many areas of our lives. And I think about so often this part of me that was so concerned with what people thought, what people thought about me, whether I was being the kind of person that people needed that I was chameleon into whatever it was that they needed, putting my various masks on to be right and good for everybody around me. Follow the laws, right? Follow the rules. We've been given all these rules from childhood, from religion, from culture to be a certain way to be accepted and to be loved. And for many of us, that's the foundation of the pain body that we have inside the belief systems that are erroneous in how 
we need to be in the world. We're living from old, tired, not good belief systems. And the same thing comes from this bondage of self that we really have this jail, this emotional jail. And we decide whether we're going to sit in the jail, the door's wide open, or are we going to be out into the world? And the self, this personality, this person that we believe that we are, that we were told from such a young age needed to be a certain way, it's a big deal to step out of that. It's a big deal to step out of belief systems that were given to you spiritually, religious, culturally, from your parents to not be doing what they thought that you should be doing. I think all the time about Alex and that, you know, he has had just such a, wow, his journey was just nuts, you know, from, from middle school on, uh, it was just, it was hard. And school wasn't all that easy for him. And when he came out, I have a couple friends who just had babies. And you look at that little baby face and somewhere in it as a parent, this belief that if we love them just right, if we give them just the right tools, if we say just the right things that they can grow up without any problems, without any issues, they're going to be fully actualized. They won't have to deal with hardship. And that's just not true. That's not true for anybody. That's actually, if you look around, that's not how life works. But that's what you want for these little babies. And Alex was the ideal little toddler. You know, if you fed him at this time, he would do this. If you put him to bed, if you did the routines, if you did all these things, and he was just the sweetest, cutest, little, easiest little baby. And he went to preschool. And I remember the teacher saying at our first little conference that she had no idea if he knew how to write yet or hold a pencil. And he didn't really do the same. It was a Montessori school, the same kind of work that the other kids did. All he wanted to do was go around and chitty chat with people. Right. And, and I think, man, if I could have paid more attention to that, but I didn't because you, you want him to go on that straight and narrow. He goes through school. He struggles with school. Life starts to get hard for him. His self-esteem issues. He has massive separation anxiety from a very early age. Don't know where that came from. Massive anxiety. And by the time he gets to middle school, some situations have happened. He's gotten in trouble that actually weren't of his own doing. And now he's got the big, what I call like the big urine trouble flashlight over him. And he just never got out from under that. And it was really devastating for him. And so now he's gone through all this stuff, uh, legal issues, drug issues, you know, all these things. And as a parent, when I look at who he is as a young adult versus who he was as a little baby, he didn't turn out like what I envisioned that little baby would turn out like. And there were times, I'm going to be totally honest, there were times when they were like high school or college age and other friends, you know, you get together and you talk about your kids and all these other parents had kids that were good, you know, didn't have any problems and were seemed like from the surface, from the outside, that everything was going great for them, that they were just these ideal, perfect children. And 
this part of me was angry and jealous and confused and didn't want to tell the story of what was really going on behind the scenes in our family. And it was really painful. And when I came into recovery and I realized that this bondage of self is not only this bondage of myself, but it's this bondage of what I think other people's selves should be. And I began to really let go of that. And Alex started to tattoo himself up and make life choices that didn't align with my life choices. And the more work that I've done of just loving him for exactly who he is, interestingly enough, I'm giving myself permission to love myself exactly as I am. Just saying that is giving me some emotion. It's interesting. I didn't expect that to happen. But it just goes to show you how deep this thing is of us trying to please others and being held hostage by this need to conform, this need to please, to people please, to make sure everybody's okay to not take care of ourselves, to not see ourselves, not to recognize ourselves, not to embrace who we are for our uniqueness, for our differentness. And it doesn't mean that we have to be wacky and out there in the world, although some of us are. But it means that we don't need to apologize for who we are. And I'm so blessed and happy to watch my son, who's going to be 26 years old, coming up next weekend, now being able to be a full-time artist and that he actually gets paid to do illustrations and to do art for his work. And we always joke that all that time that he spent in school, not paying a single bit of attention to class or doing any of his work, which is why he struggled so much because he was drawing, because he was doing art, because that's what he loved, that he actually just wanted to go around and talk to people and do art just like in preschool. And When I watch him become who he is and let go of so much of what I held on to and what I think is, quote unquote, what will be accepted by the world, then so much is let go. Relieve me of the bondage of self so I might better do thy will. Well, what is thy will? My spiritual belief and my where I come from, and again, as always in soul recovery, take what works for you and leave the rest. I'm not an expert in anything. This is just my own experience and my own learning from my spiritual journey. When I'm in my bondage of self, I'm trying to inflict what I personally, my ego self, thinks it wants. And so often that is determined by not what's really connected to my higher power. And when I'm in connection and union with my higher power, there's a faith and a knowing and a trust that is so profound. And the interesting thing is that the hard part is then you walk out into the world. When I'm in my own spiritual space and I'm connected to higher power, I feel completely at ease. I feel at peace. I feel supported. I feel loved. I feel good about myself. And then we walk out into the world and there is our bondage of self. There is the push that we have that is a little bit of a rubbing up against what is the spiritual will, because then we're trying to be this self 
that needs other people to be what we think that they need to be or what we think we need to be for them or just all the complexities of human relationship. So to me, thy will, the will of spirit, is that inner deep knowing. It's not a big, huge voice that comes booming down. It's not, although if you get that lucky, you generally, for most of us, it's something more quiet. It's something more tender. It's those moments when we listen to our guidance or intuition and we make a phone call or we say something to someone that ends up matching up to something that we needed or wanted. It is this owning of the truth of who we are and standing in that without the fear, without the need for outside approval. It's a inner strength. And I believe that the world and the universe wants to give us everything that you want. And I think my belief, again, coming from my belief, is that when you have those strong feelings, those feelings were given to you by the will of the greater good of higher power. That if we're wanting things that are selfish or that are damaging to other people or are harmful in some way or pushing an agenda that isn't of the greater good of everyone, that's probably not the will of spirit. That's probably our ego self thinking that this will solve a problem, that this will fill a hole in ourselves. And this bondage of self, when we say that prayer, relieve me of the bondage of self so that I may better do thy will, to me opens up and says, if I can surrender completely and deeply to the knowledge that I am held by love and compassion, that I am being guided and directed to the right and perfect things, to the right and perfect place, to the right and perfect feelings. And if I honor and know that I am a beautiful, amazing soul, just as I am, that I will be guided and led to what is mine to do, what is my purpose, what is my part, what is my awareness. And in that, we step out of that prison. We walk out of that door that is open and into the truth and the peace that is available to us. And we let go of the need to please others, to change others, to be in control of anything outside of ourselves. Being relieved of the bondage of self. How powerful and profound. I'm grateful every single day that I have become more clear with who I am and allowing myself to have my shadow side, to have deep feelings that aren't always all that great, and to be compassionate and loving to myself in those moments. Also to have times where there's not a lot of stuff going on in my brain, which is pretty funny. And I like it. It's new to not always be having crazy monkey mind, but to be more peaceful and to trust and allow and just be present in each and every moment, letting go more and more of the past that was not happy, not healthy, remembering the good things, bringing those forward, allowing myself to just be right here right now and feel the ease and contentment in that. 
noticing when I'm starting to worry or feel anxiety because that's future, that's wanting the future to be a certain way. And to realize that that too is a bondage of self that we want to control or know or demand an outcome. To just be present right here, right now, peaceful, allowing, compassionate, tender, open, and listening to the guidance of higher power. As always, if you are needing any support in any way on your soul recovery journey, book a coaching session with me. I am here to help either for one session or a multitude of sessions to work through your spiritual path, your soul recovery journey. I'm so grateful that you are here and supporting Recover Your Soul, that you're on this spiritual journey together. Thank you for sharing this with those that you know. It's amazing to watch this community grow. I feel supported and loved, and I hope you feel supported and loved too. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, lots of ways to connect. And there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.